Into the Triangle Podcast, episode 35, the Ricky Henderson episode, 2002 Red Sox outfielder Ricky Henderson. I'm your host, Alan DeHegan, alongside me, Zach Jeziero. It still is going to take me a while to say your last name correctly without having to hesitate, but it's okay. You Zach, nailed it right there. On? You nailed yeah, it right there, Al. Yeah, yeah, because I had to take like five seconds to say it and not probably go, yep, 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 yep. It's all but good. <laughs> no Jared Scally tonight. Jared backed out last minute. Wasn't feeling well as a kid. You know, it's life. It happens. Jared will be welcome back, obviously, in two weeks if he can make it. And programming notice, just really quick, we have decided that once March kicks up and once spring training starts to get into gear a little bit more, we will be recording once a week on Fridays. So it's Friday night, January 29th, around 9, 10 Eastern Standard Time as we're recording. Obviously, with no Jared tonight, we decided to bring on a few Couch Guy Sports writers the first one, we've brought him back several times. He's been on Into the Triangle, and he's branched off into his own podcast, the Yellow Card Podcast, which is our soccer podcast on the network. Check it out. Diego Galvis back in the house. Diego, what's going on, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? Zach, nice to uh, nice to see you in action. Al, thanks for having me again. Uh, I don't know what social species that is on our podcast, but hey, I'll take it. Uh, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those. I thought it was going to be peaceful for at least the first five minutes, but that couldn't happen. But that's Diego. And again, go check out his <laughs> podcast on the network, Yellow Card Podcast. They've been doing Twitch and everything else. The other co host that we have tonight, he's been a rising star in Couch Guy Sports, host of the Birdie and Chris podcast. And he has been just killing it with the writing. Matt Burnett, Maddie, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? I um, I was under the impression everyone here would have an IQ over 110. What's uh, what's Diego doing here? I snuck in. Typical, you know, just. Don't, don't, no, 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 don't, no. Do not pull that card right now. Do not pull that. Not on this podcast. You're not. No, no, no. You're in timeout. Anyways, before we get into all of it, because there's a lot to talk about the Red Sox. Into the triangle on Twitter. Give us a like. We're, we're starting to get our follower followership up now, so please get it going. These three are laughing like the three little schoolgirls. I don't know what's going on. Maybe starting right now. But any, but anyways. I told you, I don't know what species you brought to this podcast, but like you two are so professional. I'm trying to keep it together, and then this guy's having a stroke. I'm sorry. My face is as red as a tomato right now. Anyways, anyway, Jared, it's a fun Jared, podcast. It's a fun Jared, podcast. Come Jared, on. Jared, come back soon, please. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we are going to move on. Daddy's Red Sox, Scally. a lot. Yes, Daddy Scott, a lot going on. We might have a special guest joining us, depending on what time he gets out of work. We may have him on. He's been on in the past, so that should give you a clue. But anyways, we have a ton to talk about with this team. There's been signings. There's even been a trade. There's more speculation. The interest kings. They're back on the market. So everything is going down, and we had to bring on some loyal Red Sox fans to talk about it. So to sort of open up, two big signings that happened for the Red Sox, Kike Hernandez, formerly of the Los Angeles Dodgers, two years, $14 million. And then obviously you have Garrett Richards, former pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels, one year, $10 million. So let's start with the signings first, and I'm just going to sort of open it up a little bit. The Hernandez signing, I think we all kind of expected it because it had been reported for weeks. Chris Cotillo of Mass Live, he was he, shout out Chris Cotillo, by the way. That mm-hmm. guy has been killing it lately with all the sources and everything with the Red Sox. 
He has been on top of his game. Hopefully we can get him on before the season starts, which I think we can do. Kike Hernandez is a guy that he seems very genuine. I, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but he actually put a thank you LA, like a really nice thank you LA video that was about two minutes long. But you can just tell he seems like a genuinely good guy, good clubhouse guy. He's going to fill in a hole at second base. And you know what? For $7 million a year, I'm okay with it. The Garrett Richards signing, I don't want to say I have a problem with it, but I, I, I just I didn't like it because it was right after Corey Kluber signed with the Yankees. And obviously with Corey Kluber, it was around an $11 million deal. You paid $10 million for Richard for Richards. Why wouldn't you pay a little bit more for Corey Kluber, who's won Cy Young Awards? Yeah, he's two years older, but guess what? That's a right-handed starter that you can bring in your starting rotation. And by the way, newsflash, and Jared Scali said it multiple times in the last episodes, he lives in Boston in the offseason with his wife. The wife is from Boston. So it's like everything was put in place. This was the opportunity to get a pitcher in like Corey Kluber. But I – I had my scream fest two weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. It's really fun. great. Zach can approve of that. Oh yeah, it was. It was a good. T- it was. It was a good time. So that's where I stand with these two signings. I mean, Garrett Richards. He's, he's a pitcher. You know, he hasn't pitched. I think over seventy innings since two thousand fifteen. Something crazy like that. So a little skeptical of that, but we'll see what happens. Zach, we'll kick it to you first. Just overall thoughts on the Hernandez and Garrett Richards signings. So starting off with Richards, uh, to be honest with you, I really don't know much about the guy. Um, I really focus on like the teams. It's hard to focus on teams who who play on the West Coast. Like I know Mike Trout and Mookie Betts and all them, but when it's like a low signing, like a Garrett, no disrespect to Garrett Richards, but I don't know much about him. I do. I do want to talk about the guy who we'll talk about next, the guy who we traded for, but. Regarding Hernandez, I like the signing. Like you said, Al, he plays a hole at second base. It's just going to be interesting to see now, like, who plays that position. Obviously, another – how many home runs did, we, did they have last year? Does anyone know that by chance? I, I, can, I can look that up while you continue. Yeah. So, and at times last year, this team had, like, no offensive outbursts at all. Yes, you had Devers, Bogarts, uh, JD at times. But – if I mean Jose Peraza had like a couple of good games and that was it. So I mean, is it the guy who I think would turn a franchise around in a couple of days? No, but I do think he's really helpful, and I think he'll help out the season if there so, is a season. Hopefully, th- there will be a season. So Hernandez in twenty twenty, not a great year, but let's face it, it was kind of a. Uh... Yeah, kind of a weird year. Two thirty average, five home runs, uh, twenty RBIs, six walks, thirty one strikeouts in hundred and thirty nine plate appearances. So that's one every four or five times up at bat. So I it's mean, not too bad. It, it could be worse. So yeah. again, he's gonna be he's gonna be good defensively. He's gonna be a guy that can maybe be either a guy that turns the lineup over at the bottom of the lineup, or maybe if he's hitting well, you can put him in the one or two hole. But Either way, it, it's it's a solid signing for the price, which yeah. I think we both can agree on. Uh, we'll kick it to Diego, then we'll go to Matty B. Diego, go ahead. Sure. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> as you mentioned earlier, like the, the Red Sox have been the kings of interest all, like, agency long so far. Yep. To be quite honest. But, I mean, e- even by being just that, like, hyping their interest, but then all of a sudden just coming behind out of nowhere – 
and flying under the radar, like what they did with Adam Otavino, which was a phenomenal move on their part. I think of the Garen Richards part of things is actually a somewhat of a high risk, maybe high value, but also a low risk, low value kind of transaction. Just given the guy's history, I mean, I get it. He's got a lot of injuries um, on, on his past and whatever. But 32 years old on a team that's looking to kind of rebuild their future moving forward, I, in a way, it's experience that you need in that locker room as well. Um, so in a way, I kind of look forward to what he's got to bring to the, uh, to the clubhouse. I'm more excited about Kike Hernandez. I know that uh, Alex, Alex Cora and himself have had a phenomenal relationship uh, together. So I'm looking forward to seeing at, to what extent does that relationship flourish here in Boston? Um, but all, all together, I, I wish that Boston had kind of pulled the, uh, the trigger a little faster rather than just wait towards the latter part of things where you're looking to fully have your clubhouse ready to go, uh, especially into spring training. But so JD. it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. Similar to J.D. Martinez. No, I agree with that. But I, I still think there's one move that's going to be made. And we're going to talk about that later on in the episode. Maddie B to sort of round out our Garrett Richards and Kike Hernandez discussion. Uh, well, I mean, to, to, to voice your opinion on uh, Richards, again, knowing that Kluber was you know, right there and then goes, goes Yankees and then we get Richards a day later. It's, infuri- it's infuriating to me just because even though Kluber's not the same pitcher he was five, six years ago, He's still Corey Kluber, and we all and every baseball fan knows the Red Sox. They need help across the damn board, just about. And he could have really helped us out. Now, I'm not immediately knocking off the the ability of what Garrett Richards is going to bring, but I, I I'm going to take an educated guess here and say that Richards probably isn't going to be as great as Kluber is going to be over with the Yankees. As for Hernandez, actually, I like the deal a lot. Um, I think he's going to fit right nice into Boston. Um, we, we could use him definitely just like, as I said, Red Sox need help across the board. And it was nice finally to see that the interest Kings were just more than just interested. They actually, they actually, they actually did something for once. So, so like it gave me hope that, Oh my God, they know how to spend money. Oh my God. John Henry just doesn't care about his soccer team. He actually cares about the Red Sox too. Oh my God. So even though, even though it's not like, you know, like the big splash in free agency, it's something and it's a good something. Yeah, I just add one more point real fast for you to move on. Zach, for the last time, you can just say what you want to say. It's okay. I don't okay. want to interrupt people. God. You, you just go. Yeah, go ahead. He's go. such an educated Buffalo Bills fan. Oh, I love that. I try. So <laughs> That's a big word for you, Diego. Educated. Wow. Oh, boy, here we go wow. again. There you go. Here we oh, go. goodness. Save it for the end. We'll have a Matty B. Diego debate at the end. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> so when Cor was here in 2018, he obviously helped Devers a lot. And I think he's going to help out Kike again. Or now, again. Why do I say again? When he comes I to Boston. I got you. So, and that's why I love why they bring him back. He has a close relationship with the players. Yep. And when, as if you're a baseball player, you obviously face struggles every season. At some point, even the best players face a struggle. But, and that's, I think that's why it's a good sign because, if Hernandez is struggling, Cora can come in and then like motivate him, sit him for a couple of games or whatever, and then send him back out there. So, oh, like I said, I do like the signing, and I feel like Cora will help help him out too. 
I'm actually kind of excited too to see what personality Hernandez kind of brings into this clubhouse because I personally think that personality in the clubhouse in itself has lacked since the times that we had somebody like Mike Napoli and, and Ross in there. Like those were the, the people that kind of fired up the rest of the bench and gave them some sort of personality. And that's exactly what Kike Hernandez could do in this clubhouse. I, I mean, he did it in the Dodgers. He brought in personality um, and obviously what he's capable of doing. Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that as well here in Boston. So there's more than just those two signings to look forward to because the Boston Red Sox actually got a late inning reliever. That's actually decent. Yeah. Actually love good. It. I love it. I and love just, it. To, and just to confirm before we get into that news, our guest will be on with us in a few minutes. So it's going to be fun to bring him on and he's probably going to talk crap about me for my prediction last year. But then again, who doesn't talk crap about me? So I'll take that one on the chin. Uh, Adam Montevino. He is now a Boston Red Sox. Yes, sir. The New York, the New York Yankees pulling a very rare in-division trade with the Boston Red Sox. So the Red Sox end up getting Adam Ottavino, and they also get right-handed prospect pitcher Frank Herman, who was the Yankees' number four prospect per MLB pipeline. In return, the Red Sox are going to be sending a player to be named later or cash considerations to the Yankees for the two pitchers. Now, this Frank Herman kid throws 98, nasty slider. Sounds like he could be a great, great prospect for the future. But let's face it, guys. The big part of this deal is Adam Ottavino. And listen, another guy with a nasty wipeout slider. Like nasty. That, nasty. That, thing, that thing is literally a Frisbee. It's like if you're playing disc golf, that thing flings. That thing goes. Yep. So, so th- this is a win-win situation for the Red Sox for a few reasons. First of all, gives you that late-inning bullpen arm. Okay, that's number one. And they needed that because last Mm -hmm. year, if you wanted Matt Barnes to close out games for you, yeah, good luck with that because that was just, yeah, Matty Beats face says it all. It was ugly, and we were just putting our lips together and just, please, please, please don't blow this. It was awful. You got got the ugly face part correct. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, My God. Here we go again. I mean, to be fair, you did throw a (laughs) shot at him too. So, I mean. All right, we're even. Yes, you're even. Anyways, so Adam Ottavino, this is a win-win for the Boston Red Sox because if you're contending this year, which I'm going to go on record and say I don't think they're going to contend 2021, but I think 2022 and beyond, Zach, yeah, you know what I'm thinking. We're on the same page. I think they're going to be contenders. But if you if if Ottavino is doing well and you're contending, there's your guy in the playoffs, which I know Yankees fans will be like, well, he didn't do well in October. You know, he's a really good regular season, but he doesn't do anything in October. Yeah, zip it. Because we got to get to October 1st. That's what I'm, And that's what I said earlier today. You have to get to the playoffs first. Then you can worry about the playoffs after. But then on the flip side, if the Red Sox aren't contending and Ottavino's doing well, you can flip him for more prospects and keep, rebuild that farm system that Dave Dombrowski completely destroyed, which Ian Bloom is now in charge of recreating. So this is a win-win situation. And for the Yankees, it was a salary dump because guess what, people? Luxury taxes for everybody. It's crazy. It's not just the Red Sox. The Yankees, I know, Matty B, I know. The Yankees, who have one of the highest payrolls in the MLB, they're trying to get under the luxury tax. So they shut off some of that payroll by getting rid of Ottavino. So I'm a fan of this trade. 
it's something that the Red Sox have needed. And you know what? Give me that late inning bullpen guy. Let's go reverse order this time. We'll go Matty B, then we'll go Diego, then we'll go Zach. So Matty B, floor is yours. Um, I mean, Adam Adovino. I mean, we'll take him. Like the Yankees see nothing in him. Uh, you know, they're the you know the Yankees. You know, fans like to remind everybody that oh, we're the best team ever in the MLB. With own rings. Uh, only only one championship in how many years? Yeah, you all ain't that great as you think. Uh, you since two thousand and nine, so twelve exactly. years. Exactly. Only and how many have the Red Sox have had since uh, since actually the beginning of the two thousands till now? Uh, yeah, four four is the correct answer. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Yankees fans, you all ain't that great. Uh, back when you know there was only five teams in the MLB, I no wonder why you have all those championships. But anyways. As for the as for the trade itself, uh, great. We'll we'll take a late inning guy. Um, again, as I've kind of as I already said in the past, uh, we need all the help we can get over over in Boston. Uh, I like the trade. As for the the prospect, I mean, Al kind of said everything about him. Seems like he's someone for the future that that could actually be useful. Seems like if Red, if Bloom holds on to him and doesn't trade him away somewhere else in the future. Um, I know Ottavino didn't do too great in New York, but he might be one of those guys that just needs to change the scenery, and that change of scenery could just, you know, uh, relaunch him being a great pitcher. It um, works too. Fresh. It does work. It does work. It, it shows the MLB. It does work. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe the Red Sox are going to win this deal. Who knows? I hope they do, because again, it's rare that the Red Sox and Yankees do a deal like this. This is the first one I think since 2014 that they've made a trade. So. Yeah. Yeah, can you name both sides of that trade? Um, I know we sent Stephen Drew, but I don't know who we got. Kelly Johnson. Oh. Yikes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we got spunk around a little bit. That's what I think. Diego, I think. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I, I was excited about the Adam Ottavino uh, signing. Uh, yeah, he, you know, to Maddie's point, he didn't do so great last year in New York, but. This is one of those uh, situations that I think can very well come back and bite the Yankees in their rear end. Um, and it actually kind of it, it kind of puts the Red Sox in a very good situation where even though like we can all agree they're not going to be major like playoff bound, but they could be that problematic team that causes issues for others who want to get in that playoff picture. Um, so Without Tavino in there, I hell, hell, I'm excited. Very true. And before, Zach, we get to your opinion, our special guest has joined us, formerly Benny of the Bets podcast, but they have a new name, which I'm going to let him say. We got our old friend Charlie Smith back. Charlie, I miss you, buddy. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm doing well. I miss seeing your face. I wish you'd show your face on camera, but apparently you don't want to outshine us. I understand. I would probably oh, do no. the same thing. I literally just got in, so I'm, I'm like changing up real fast. So, uh... Thank you for uh, the introduction. I'm sorry. I literally was driving home. I, I spoke to Jared real fast. He told me that he wasn't going to be joining. He wasn't feeling well. So I hope he feels a little bit better. Um, I don't think I've talked to him since before he had his kids. So it's been a little bit since I've talked to you guys. Uh, so I'm actually a part of the Bastards of Boston baseball podcast. Um, so for any of you guys that know Terry Cushman, Cush is the, uh, the, main, the main fish there. But we got a whole new crew, um, like four or five new guys that are on there. But we have a a whole boatload of fun over there. And Al used to be with us for a little bit. And it's a pleasure to join you guys this evening. I'm digging that Portuguese flag in the back, by the way, for whoever that is. That would be uh, Matt Burnett, a.k.a. Uh, 
I can't believe I'm even going to say this, but I'm going to say it. His, his Zoom name right now is uh, Handsome McSexy, and then Diego Galvis's daddy, Spoonie Bagger. Yeah, don't worry about that. Anyways, Charlie Smith in the building. Go check out their podcast because, like he said, I was a part of it, and they, they got some good opinions over there. So, Charlie, we were just talking real quick, and then, Zach, I promise we'll get to you. I have not forgotten you. You're the man. Charlie, we talked real quick about this. Just give us your thoughts on the uh, Garrett Richards and Kike Hernandez signings and then the Adam Adovino trade. Oh, my God. This is going to be super short but sweet. If anybody is pumped up or amped up about adding uh, Garrett Richards, uh, you are basically paying $10 million for a glorified reliever, someone who has survived off of two pitches, one of which can do devastating damage to your arm, to yourself for those of you who are familiar with Chris sale, he didn't play last year. He won't be playing for part of this year. So yes, he throws a really nice slider. Yes. He has a fastball that can top out at 98, 99 miles an hour. Unfortunately, if you throw one pitch 47% of the time and another pitch, or I think it was 43% of the time and 36% of the time, whatever it was 83% of the time you're looking fastball or slider. If you're a starter in Major League Baseball, there is no way in hell that you can survive off of two pitches. Why? Because while you can do fine for the first 30 to 40 pitches, I doubt you're going to be throwing 99 by pitch 50 or 60, considering starters nowadays are done after 70 or 80. He's going to be throwing low 90s. So I could give a crap about, you know, that signing. I was super upset that Corey Kluber didn't want to join Boston. Yes. That being, yes, Charlie, I missed this. I missed this right. so much. So I, I was saying, oh, my God, overpay for Corey Kluber, overpay for Corey Kluber. Oh, don't worry, guys. We got something else planned. You ready for this? We're going to sign Garrett Richards and Matt Andrees. Oh, <laughs> we're going to do even more. Yes. All right. You ready yes. for this? You ready? Hold on, kids. <laughs> All you cool cats and kittens. We're going to add, wait for it, mm, Hunter Renfro. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're not going to go get Dahl for $4 million because that's just too much money. All right. I could keep going and going and going, but it caused so much turmoil that people were like, are you sure you're a Red Sox fan? You're damn right. I'm sure I'm a Red Sox fan. And Al knows this last year when it was Jared, Al and I enjoying sunny Beverly Hills weather. This is true. Rant for a moment, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, I said the Red Sox were going to be at best a 23 and 37 team. And Al said, Oh, Charlie, listen to me. Okay. Now this is why they're going to go at least, 30 and 30. And I said, all right, kid, here. I can't wait for Al to be wrong on this. And I, ended up, I ended up being right. Everyone gave me shit for it. And I said, the Red Sox will lose 37 or more. It's, it's, it's going to happen. You went from having Chris Sale, Nate Evaldi, Rick Porcello. Um, who am I missing? David Price. And who's the fifth one? Oh, yeah. Erod. Yeah. Couldn't forget about that. You lose Chris Sale to an injury. Nate Valdi's your only healthy guy. Eride had, had myocarditis. He may be done for his career. He ends up coming back. We don't know what's going to happen. David Price is gone to LA. And then uh, Rick Porcello goes to the Mets and absolutely sucks. But Al, I would hate to have forgotten that bet. I don't remember what the ended, ended up deal was. I, I, I think I owe you a bottle of wine. So text me after this and I got you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that that's what it was. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I don't bet money. I bet wine. I bet dinner. Anybody who wants to partake in that. I don't do cash. I do dinners. I so mean, I'd I'll, I'll take you to dinner. I'll, I'll take you to dinner if you want. No, I don't, I don't really care, but whatever works for you, brother. 
Uh, I have gone off about this offseason because literally it's like the, the, the Red Sox have openly admitted that they're not trying. Like it's so abundantly clear and obvious. You literally spend money on the dumbest things possible. And yeah, Hunter Renfro is going to hit a home run here or there. It's like Jared Saltalamacchia, but in the outfield. Can't hit yep. for crap. Either home run, strike out, and we'll see how he does offensively. Salty was the same thing. It is what it is. Um, I think the Red Sox absolutely missed out on Corey Kluber. I want no shares. I wanted nothing to do with George Springer. I wanted nothing to do with Yasiel Puig. I don't want, you know, Adam Ottavino, we don't know what's going to happen because last year he absolutely blew. Um, and uh, who's the other one I didn't want? Jake Odorizzi. No, thank you. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. It, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, what other options did you have? $30 million a year for someone who probably is cheating, possibly. We don't in Trevor Bauer but still I want no shares of that garbage I don't want any head cases no more Carl Everett's please no more no Char- more. Charlie I, I just missed this from you by the way you're, you're looking kind of jacked there buddy you, have you been you I, a little bit? You look I good. have well 2020 was a very interesting year for me which Al kind of knows a little bit about I do but 20 tur- 2020 turned me into like an absolute monster so I work out for like two hours a day it's a good day um, but the Boston Red Sox haven't made my life any better. They haven't enriched my life. I don't wake up and say, thank God I'm a Red Sox fan because Chaim Bloom, literally it's, it's like, it's like Jack Nicholson in the departed when he's like that, that teething effing rat. He's like, mm, mm, mm. like I, 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 he just. Charlie, 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 take a second. Take a second, because I can see the veins uh. are popping out again. You got it out of your head. You look good. Zach, we've kept you waiting long enough. I am sorry. Adam Adovino, go. First of all, I respect your fandom, Charlie. I love that fandom. And, yeah. Second of all, Adovino, I do like the deal. I mean, it's better than what we had last year. You had a bunch of random guys pitching in the bullpen trying to save games. And like you said, Al, before, Matt Barnes was saving the games for us at times where it did, not, it did not go well for us. But – like you said, you guys said earlier, it's a prove a deal too, in a way. He has one year left on his contract. And if he does well, good, extend him. Use him if if we're still in contention for a playoff spot, use him going to the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're gonna make the playoffs this year. I'm just saying. But if it doesn't work out for you, trade him at the deadline because like I said, it's a year left, low risk signing. But at the end of the day, I do like it and I hope he does well with us. So before last year, so last year, COVID year, kind of a weird year. Yes, Ottavino had a 5.89 ERA, not great. His previous two years, gentlemen, just to put in perspective, uh, 1.90 ERA in 2019 and 2.43 ERA in 2018. It's pretty good. This, this, this guy can pitch. Mm-hmm. And like I said, don't give me the – again, and I'm going to do the impression again just for Charlie because he didn't hear it the first time. Don't give me the, oh, he can't pitch in October. He can't pitch in the playoffs. <laughs> Get to the playoffs first and then worry about a closer. Worry about that. Charlie, I know you're angry, but we got to – just keep it together. Keep it together, man. We shouldn't even be talking about playoffs. This team is going to be done by, like, June if we're even playing 130 games. Like – Oh, I know, but like, what's he going to do in October? F October. There's not going to be October. You don't go to October when you lose 20, when you lose 20 more games than you win. Oh, no, I, I agree with you on that. I don't think they're making the playoffs in 2021 either. No, I don't think they're making the playoffs in 2021. I don't think they're making the playoffs in 2022 unless they decide to, uh, gee, I don't know, uh, spend some goddamn money. 
which I think they're going to. I got a feeling they're I going so. to. I do, a- I do too. Yeah. I- I'm going to ask all of you guys too at the end. I have a question for everyone else, but. I'll Hell yeah. Again. Love that. We-, we got questions galore, but a few more topics that we want to hit on. There's some rumors out there of some ex-Red Sox that the Red Sox think about bringing back. So I'm going to throw out three names, okay, right now. And I just want to hear your guys' immediate thoughts. You can do it any way you want. Your immediate thoughts, ranking from who you want the most to who you want the least, however you want to do it. But here are the three names. Mitch Moreland, Travis Shaw, Brandon Workman. All rumored that the Red Sox are interested in all those guys. The latest one today was Brandon Workman via Chris Cotillo. Thanks again, Chris. The Red Sox are interested in these guys. I wrote an article about it today as far as Brandon Workman goes. With Workman, if you can bring him back and you can put him in that setup role, so then you have Ottavino and Workman, whichever way, eight and nine, like I'm okay with that, especially after last year's catastrophe of the bullpen. Like you need to have two guys in there that you trust a little bit more than Josh Osage and some of these other guys. Don't forget, you also have Darwinson Hernandez that can give you an inning or two out of the bullpen too. So if these starters can go five, and this is the optimistic side, if the starters can give you five quality innings, then you can go Hernandez for two, then Ottavino and Workman back to back. I'm okay with that, believe it or not, because you need something. You need, you need something here. And I understand if you don't like it, but it's better than what you got. Mitch Moreland, takes care of a need at first base, and so does Travis Shaw. Both left-handed hitting first baseman. Moreland a little better with the glove. and give Bobby Dalbeck a few breaks here and there because Dalbeck I think, is going to be making himself in as an everyday lineup guy. That's all I got. Let's go to Diego because he's been waiting patiently. Diego, overall thoughts? Um, man, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the Brendan Workman thing, in a way, kind of agree with you. In a way, I don't. Just simply, I, I was never high on Brendan Workman uh, to begin with. That's just me personally. Um, I know there's fans out there who are high on him, and I respect that. Um, Mitch Moreland, yeah, I mean, why not? We could use a little bit more depth in, in our hitting rather than, as Charlie said, you know, hope that Hunter Renfro is the one who run in. Oh, my goodness, Fenway goes nuts. Um, you know, uh Travis Shaw, ah oh man. I feel like Travis Shaw was like that experiment in a lab that went wrong. And I'm fine with it going wrong and going elsewhere because not really a dire need for the Red Sox. Um, again, another one that is just personal opinion. I know there's some fans out there that appreciated what he did. I'm not one of them. I can tell you that. Um, but again, I personally for me, it, it, if I had been Hein Bloom and I wasn't have the dickhead that he is, pardon my French, um, I personally would have had loved to have gone after somebody like like Chris Bryant. Actually, something that that brings excitement to that batting lineup, not whatever he brought in, but it, it is what it is. So, uh, let's go to Matty B. Then we'll go to Zach, and then to Charlie. Matty B. Go. Uh, let's let's bring back Mitch Moreland. Um, to me, this is kind of a no-brainer out of the three. Uh, before he was traded last year, Mitch Moreland, honestly, probably one of the best players on the team last year before we sent him away. Uh, to this day, do not understand why we still traded him. I know last season was a lost cause um, after the second game of the year, but I, I when I saw the trade, when I saw the news that he was traded, I was like, why? 
what, like, what are we, what are we, what are we doing here? He, to get to get prospects back and then have the chance to resign them, and now to bring them back. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would, I would give the deal that we gave Garrett Richards. I'd give that to Mitch Moreland. And I mean, to, to uh, the entire season, I'm just going to be questioning why the hell did we sign Garrett? Easy, the, Charlie. The, easy, Charlie. Down, Charlie. Down, down. Go ahead, Maddie. Charlie, I'm sorry. I know. I'm annoying. Uh, Diego, don't comment. Uh, you have Portuguese flag behind you. I give you a pass. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 was just, I just never understood the, the whole, like, oh, let's trade Mitch Moreland for prospects and maybe re-sign him because what if we didn't re-sign him? What if the prospects that we got didn't work out in the end? But to me, it's a no-brainer. Bring back Mitch Moreland and do not even let Brandon Workman even in the building. Can I say two things on that real fast? Uh, keep it like 30 seconds or less. Okay. The, the object of the game was the Red Sox weren't going to go anywhere. If you could have capitalized by bringing some prospects back, that's the same thing with Brandon Workman going to the Phillies along with, uh, I think Hembry went over there as well. Yes. If one of those two prospects hits in each one of those trades, even if one hits in total, you still made out because you weren't paying for those contracts at the end. Um, you knew they were free agents both at the end of 2020, uh, with the opportunity to resign them in 2021. That, that's it. You're just hoping to get prospects. You needed to start reloading, and they—they they, that was how it started. You knew you were going to suck this year, so try to get something. That's it. Okay, Zach, and then Charlie. We'll we'll, we'll keep the leash on you, but go you ahead, Zach. Ready, you guys are ready for a breaking trade just now? Don't don't tell me. The Cardinals have agreed to acquire Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. Wow! Breaking Jeez. news on the Into the Triangle podcast. Nolan Arenado. Look at Zach breaking some news. Look at Lewis that. Lewis Cardinals. Future. Let's go. Nice job, Zach. But anyways, we're going to go back to the Red Sox. Zach, yep. your Red Sox take. Go ahead. Matty B about Moreland. You took the word right in my mouth. He was one of our best players last year, especially at the end, towards like the trade deadline. Shaw, I'm not, I guess I'd rather have Moreland. I'm not sure what Shaw's stats were last year. So if someone could check that out real fast while I talk, that'd be great. Um, as for Workman, he was solid. Like we had a pitch, like one or two, one ending, because I feel like just throwing him constantly every single game was like affecting him, and that's why he struggled at times. But yeah, I rather I would love to bring back Mitch Moreland. Um, Jerry, like you said about Dalback, you can take some breaks here and there. So, so Travis Shaw, 239, six home runs, 17 RBIs. Again, it was a short season, so we can't really judge a book by a, by its cover there. But let's face it, Mitch Moreland was one of our best players last year, especially once he got traded. He was – I mean, who was that walk-off against? Toronto? I don't know who it was. Yeah, it was but, Toronto. It was yeah. Toronto earlier in the season. But that's just my take on it. Um, but, yeah. All right, Charlie, we, we, we got to keep the leash on you, okay? Stay uh, calm. Yeah, yeah, really quick. Travis Shaw, third. Forget it. I, I want no shares. I'm done. Uh, second, Mitch Moreland, and the reason for that being is partially finance and partially because I think Dahlbeck's going to end up starting there. You're also going to have a plethora of other options to play first base. Yeah, defensively, you could use them. But, I mean, honestly, when you lose by, like, six or seven, is better defense really worth the $6 million or $5 million that you're going to spend on them? Brandon Workman's still someone I'd probably rather have on the team. No offense to Mitch Moreland because I have respect for that man uh, for days. A- absolutely recognizing the fact that he was going to get traded. I would still take Workman over that. Uh, Workman is 31. 
Um, Travis Shaw, I think, is 30. And Moreland's 34, 35. So he's already on the older side. He'd probably come in a little bit more money unless he's going to take like veteran minimum, which probably isn't going to happen. He could get paid a little bit more. I really like Brandon Workman in the bullpen. He didn't do that well in Philly. And I think the first couple games that he was there, he actually blew a save, lost the game. Um, I don't think he was ready. I don't think he had the, the same mechanics going there. I don't think he was able to gel well. He already knows Boston. He's already been here. Mitch Moreland is, is not even a year out from being a Red Sox. The same thing with Workman. Travis Shaw's three years out. Um, he had two good years in, in, uh, in Milwaukee followed by a, a scrap year. And then last year he hit what, 239, you said with six bombs. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to change. Like, I, th- I still think he's going to hit just a little above 200. Yeah. He'll hit home runs, but that's what you got Ren- Hunter Renfro for. Someone hit a little over 200 to hit home runs. You don't need to get another guy to play. Yeah. And great. He's going to strike out 200 times too. Great. You just don't need another one. Like you're going to make all of these average pitchers look like absolute gods against the Boston Red Sox lineup because they'll strike out twice a game. Like you just, you, you don't need it. Um, as to, I think uh, one, one person mentioned Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant, I believe still has another, I think he has another year or two of team ownership because the Chicago Cubs did one of those manipulation of time so that they yeah. get And that's why he's not coming to Boston because Chicago would ask for a haul, even though Chris Bryant admitted that he's not enjoying baseball anymore. Like he's not having fun. Well, that's exactly like that coming to Boston. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's exactly why I even brought him up because it'd be interesting. Like, yeah, Chicago put all this hold on, on him and whatnot, trying to be the jerks that they are. But like, would you, would you have even considered maybe an Andrew Benintendi for Chris Bryant trade? They talked about it. They talked about it at the deadline last offseason. Like or I last, last, last uh, trade deadline. I yeah, personally would have. I don't know. He was worth nothing at that point. He, he was. He hit, I think, four for 39. He was hitting 102. Yeah, it was pretty it bad. Was ter- it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah. You, you, Char- Charlie, I think you could hit better than that. I definitely could without even lifting. Like, I mean, I could bunt four hits. In, in, in. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, just like drop a bu- Just do something. Do something. And he's a lefty. He has to step out of the box. You don't. I mean, dude, you hit worse than Bartolo Colon. Like how you have to try to suck that bad. Oh, God. That's saying something, too. That's a message right there. And, and this is I can see it. I see it. I've known Charlie well enough now. I see it in his forehead. His those veins are just ready to pop. Uh, you poor guy. Aren't you glad we asked you to come on? Dude, I was like, oh, man, I get to talk with Jared. Al's going to, you know, buy me a bottle of wine. This is going to be great. <laughs> not, e- not even that. Not even that. Oh, I'm going to get to see Al again. It's, oh, it's just a bottle of wine. That's all he cares about. It's always good to see you. <laughs> I know. Always a pleasure. So here's how we'll sort of wrap it up. Zach, I know you had a question you wanted to ask. And Charlie, I know you had a question you wanted to ask us all. So, Zach, why don't you ask your question real quick? Okay. So, if the Red Sox do bring back Mitch Moreland, what happens with Michael Chavis? Do we keep Chavis instead of signing Moreland? Or do we move Chavis and bring Moreland in? So, so let me just make sure I understand correctly. So if Mitch Moreland comes in, do you trade Chavis? Or do you not bring Moreland in at all and keep Chavis? I just want to make sure that that's correct. Because obviously, okay. Dalton okay. going to have a role on his team. Okay. So what happens with Chavis? Chavis still has another option left on his con- uh, on his uh, on his deal, so they can still send him back down to Pawtucket for you know one more time. I think he's he's only had two, so he still has another option. There's, okay. there's a third option there. That's that's option one. Option two is you package him with something nice to try to bring something back. But uh, I don't know if anyone's buying into the Michael Chavis hype because it again was someone that took the league by storm, but it was someone who 
no one had any information on. They're like, oh, he got in trouble for doing a little something naughty and he served his time and then came to the league and tore it up. And then people were like, oh, you know what though? He, he can't hit a certain pitch. So as long as you throw that pitch, you're good. You'll strike him out. Well, how about, well, how about this? How about you get a little creative here? We just talked a minute ago about the Chris Bryant trade. What, and you know, Chicago's going to want to reload because you know, they're not going to keep Bryant. Why wouldn't you throw in someone, someone like Ben Intendi, a young guy like Michael Chavis, and then throw in a couple prospects and then see if that can entice them. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a thought. They're going to ask for one of the high touted prospects and the Red Sox are going to say, no, like, that's it. I mean, it's not like AJ Preller out here. <clears throat> or, uh, you know, GM from the Padres, GM from the Yankees, that they're, they're throwing these, like, back 20 picks instead of, like, a top five, top 10. The Red Sox aren't going to be, uh, you know, delving out, you know, Tristan Cassis. He's not going anywhere. You know, no. they're not going to be getting rid of um, anybody that anybody wants in Boston. Like, it's going to be no-namers, and I think Chicago could probably do better. They can still hold on to him for another year anyways. Um, Chicago's not going anywhere. They're, they're in complete sell mode, you know? Very true. Uh, Matty B and Diego to answer Zach's question. Whoever wants to go first and don't bicker. Go ahead, Matty. Diego, Diego, no, Diego, you can go. Oh, boy. All right. I'm not going to bicker. I'm going to follow the rules. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So to Zach's question, personally, I'm a firm believer of second chances. Um, I think that judging Chavis's a um, season last year, it's a bit unfair considering the volatility that the Red Sox kind of had um, to begin with the fact that there was no real, in my opinion, there was no real manager to kind of coach these guys and bring them forward to the next talent. I think Chavis Chavis rotten out because of what he had to work with. Um, now that Alex Cora is back, Alex has been known to be that guy to motivate these guys back up and get them to the right performance that they need to be. So personally, I think I would take an extra year of working with uh, Chavis rather than putting my money on Mitch Moreland. I, I love Mitch Moreland. i huge fan of him. But it's going to require spending money that I'm better off spending in 2022 when I'm ready to fully build a team moving forward. Plus, Chavis thrived under Cora. Like Charlie yep. said, though he he got figured out though, but I'm like you said, he's a motivator too, in the same sense. So and and I mean back way. to back to my Chris Bryan point. Like if Chris, how Charlie mentioned, he still has that one year um, to go in Chicago and he's not having fun. I would consider what Al suggested, maybe trading uh, Ben Intendi and Sh- and Chavis with a reliever or something for Chris Bryan. A reliever from the Red Sox bullpen. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, here, like, here's some trash. You can keep selling, make profits, and then rebuild your team whenever possible. Diego, the Cubs are already going to be trash this year. They don't want more trash. They're not going to find a treasure in that trash. Yeah, exactly. Is Adovino <laughs> our best reliever? Yes. Wow. Yes. Or, well, wow. maybe, 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 maybe Hernandez can make a case oh, yeah, this year. That's maybe. Cool. But that's a big maybe. And Charlie can agree with that. That's a big maybe. That's saying so. something, too. So, uh, Matty B, and then uh, Charlie to round up Zach's question. Then we'll get to Charlie's question. We'll get out of here. Um, I know I said I know I said a second ago. I'd love to see Mitch Moreland come back, but Diego's actually kind of making sense here. We're in the sense of let's not spend money on Mitch Moreland and save that for 2022, the the big rebuild year. Um, just simply let these two, let uh, Dalbeck and uh, Chavis, just let let them develop into the players that they're going to be. Um, there's a lot of potential with the both of them. 
Um, I mean, Chavis is already taken, as Charlie said, he's taking the league by storm already. Uh, just let him, just let him keep doing his thing and work on that one pitch that he can't hit. Because the second he learns how to hit hit that pitch, look out. Dahlbeck had a great season finish to the season two last year. He he's a rising. I don't want to say star, but he's rising as far as organizational stardom. In this case, he's going to be a big piece of the Red Sox future. Go ahead, Charlie. Oh, Dahl, Dahlbeck is like Michael Chavis, though. Dahlbeck wasn't around two years ago. Dahlbeck was new this year. You yeah. know? So, again, it, it's the same situation where pitchers probably haven't had that many looks at him. They haven't had that much scouting on him. And that's why he also had the Michael Chavis effect. Sounds really cute at the beginning. And then it kind of starts to get ugly, um, like a really crappy Adam Sandler movie. And then. Hey, um, hey, you, hey, you watch how you talk about Adam Sandler. He has some great movies. Yeah. I can't think of any. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore was pretty nice. Uh, there you go. Anyway, there you go. Um, yeah, no, I mean that's the thing is I'm curious to see how Dahlberg responds this year. That, that's that's really it. Okay, fair enough, Charlie. You had a question for all of us that you want to ask. Go I ahead. Did assuming the Red Sox play 162 games because Al knows, Al knows. Oh, I'm don't start with this. Don't start with this, Charlie. I'm curious to know what everybody thinks the Red Sox schedule actually record will be after 162 games how many wins do the red sox get 2021 i already got my number l you go first i'm writing this all down so this can be recorded i got i got 72 and 90 okay next victim i mean uh next guess (laughs) shut up charlie (laughs) okay oh god love you charlie Buddy. I'll it? say I'll say seventy wins. Okay, that's Zach. That's Zach. I had seventy ninety two, and people gave me crap for it. So I said seventy ninety two. I um, just Diego. I just think too many transition. That's all. Fair enough. So we got Zach seventy ninety two, Charlie seventy ninety two, Al seventy two and ninety. Diego, what do you say? Oh man, pressure's yeah. on. Yeah, this was rough. I I think I'm gonna go with like. A cop out here, basically like seventy-five, eighty-seven, maybe. So we all think they're gonna have a losing season this year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hold on, Maddie B. Maddie, um, Maddie B. Uh, I'm gonna go with seventy-one wins. I just don't think they're gonna get a winning season at all with this team. Wow, isn't that amazing? That <laughs> this team projected to lose. Three of us think the Red Sox are going to lose 20 more games than they win. I said it last year. I said the closest the Red Sox will be to 500 is after the second game of the season. After that, the wheels fell off. The Baltimore Orioles spanked the Red Sox in the first series of the season. Everyone said, oh, the Red Sox, you know, slammed, you know, Baltimore. Was it 13 to three or 13 to two? And after that, I was like, still not buying. I think it's BS. And then they, they, they literally, we gave the Red Sox so much rope. And then they're like, all right, cool. And then they hung all of us with it. Like, it was that bad to watch. Like, oh, great. Wow, sweet. Hey, at least they're facing Toronto. Hopefully, we only lose by like three. Oh, yeah. You know? And, 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 and Rudy Telez, who I don't I, – I Oh, God. Rowdy. So frustrating. Yeah. He was like, oh, we're, we have the Red Sox on the schedule? Hold my beers. Because he was like that terrific against us, but I'm I'm just taking everyone's records down. I got you know Terry, I got a bunch of other people down too, and I, and I'm I'm the only person who thinks that we're only going to win seventy games. 
I'm just so happy to find some some like-minded folks today. This this what, makes me happy. What what did, what did they have? Oh, we got a couple of 70s, a couple of 80s, and stuff like I don't know. Like I, I just keep thinking, man. Tell me, tell me, nobody said 90. I'll have to. I have to look back. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna post this on uh, on Twitter. Um, Please do. What I get, yeah, because I mean, I'll follow you guys on Twitter. Feel free to follow back. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna be posting it because I've had a couple couple followers been like, "Are you sure you're a Red Sox fan?" Be like, "Yeah, no, I'm 100 sure." But I mean, when you put that kind of product on the field, don't expect for magic. When you ask, when you when you imitate that, are you sure you're a Red Sox fan? You yeah. kind of make me feel like I'm meeting Nancy at the cashier. Of like a fancy Roach Brothers kind Dude, of like, Nancy, like Nancy from Roach Brothers doesn't even want to go to Fenway Park. Like, like <laughs> she's that's like, how bad it is. She's like those peanuts are not even gluten free. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. We're, we're, if we're talking about if we're talking about Nancy at the at the grocery store, then we're definitely getting off track here. But Zach, go ahead. Yes, Zach, go ahead. So Charlie, I have a question for you. Do you? So you said that people were thinking we had 90 wins this year or whatever, have a winning yeah, season. A oh, yeah, mid-80s, 86, 84, easy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I don't mean bringing Buffalo into this, but I'm a Buffalo sports fan. So I know. Dude, you guys killed it. Yeah, I know. Those were that nice. Was, yeah. So, but Boston has a history of winning. And I told Alan Jarrett last week, when you go in the airport, you see all those bangers, or those bangers, oh, my God, those banners hanging from the rafters. And you look at them and you feel, I know I feel intimidated and I got owned by Tom freaking Brady for 20 plus years. Do you think the winning is part of like winning all of those championships is rubbing off of them a little bit? Do you think that's why? Do, do I think uh, rubbing off in what sense? What do you mean? Like, obviously you guys are used to winning. Boston as a whole is used to winning. But yeah. do you think winning the titles is like, how do I say this without being a jerk? No, do you go think ahead. it's like an oh, overwhelming factor? Just yeah. say Okay. Like, do you think it's like spoiled, spoiling them? There you go. We've, we've been spo- – oh, there's, there's no question that Boston fans, Boston area fans in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, yes, I'm counting you because you're definitely not New York fans, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, we have been spoiled for two decades in multiple yeah. – Sports. The Red Sox have won the most World Series titles out of any team in Major League Baseball over the last two decades. The Patriots have been telling every other team in the NFL to, quote, hold their kegs. They're that good, right? We've, we've been spoiled. We almost had the quarfecta where the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA almost won the same effing year. Like, that's yeah. just unreal. The Celtics are always good. The Bruins are always going to be there. The Red Sox, well, they used to always be there. And the Patriots are there if we just had a QB, right? Tom Brady was able to take a team that really was never there, always to the finals. Do I think it's starting to rub off? I think it's a little irritating. For sure, it's the Red Sox. The Red Sox aren't a team that we're, – we're not the, the Miami Marlins, right? We're, we're not the, the Kansas City Royals, the Cleveland Indians, where it's like, oh man, how do we save 18 million or 400 million? How do we? No, it's the Red Sox. Like we've, we've always been a team that's, they're usually one of the higher spenders. This, it's not necessarily a money ball team. Is it rubbing off a little bit? Sure. But everyone remembers the Bob B. Valentine year. It was uh, the, right? God. Charlie, you were doing so good until you brought up Bobby Valentine. What, Why? What, Why? What you, wait, Al, what did we do before Bobby Valentine came? One, I understand. Right, exactly. And then we tanked. 
And then we got, I think, Ben Nintendi from that one. And then we started working towards winning another one. And then we- You, you, won, you won literally this next year. Right. Yeah, so you won with Farrell next year, right? You won, yeah. yeah. We've had what? Francona won in his first year. Farrell won in his first year. Cora won in his, uh, what? Cora, Farrell, uh, Francona won in his first. It, it's yep. just, we, we had so many great titles and so many great managers last year was a cluster, you know what? Um, yes. To answer your question, I think it's rubbing off a little bit. I'm a little frustrated, but I'm not frustrated because we're not winning. I'm frustrated because we're not putting a proper product on the on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. you're not going to win with what you have. And like, they have uh, talent, too. What's up? They have talent, too, to get the you, job you done. Have the t- you have the talent. You yeah. have some players that could go. Why are you not putting them out there? I can only think of one reason, and that being you're doing the Chris Bryan effect. You want to manipulate service time. Some of those clocks have already started. So now you're pissing their time away. It's like Mike Trout out in LA. He's never going to win anything because you have uh, no pitching. It, it, you, you've literally, you're wasting Mike Trout's career. And the, the Red Sox could potentially be doing that with Tanner Houck. We have no idea what he's going to do. Tanner Houck was insane last year. But again, it's the Michael Chavis effect. No one had any scouting on him. Who knows what he's going to do in year two? I hope they give him a chance this year. I really do. Because it's awesome to be able to say the Red Sox could do it doing what the Tampa Bay Rays do. Like, oh, yeah, we put a great product on the field and we spent $800,000. It's yeah. like, we, we, you know, Jack, who used to deliver mail, is now the closer. The Red can't, Sox are $18 million on a closer. It's like that, you know? Can't, can't you just tell we're excited about this team? But that's I'm where that's where we're going to leave it for tonight. Charlie, where can people find you on Twitter, find your podcast? Shout it out now. So, uh, absolutely. If, if anybody's ever interested, the bastards of Boston baseball, like we are, we are so excited to like, to share baseball. We, we put up little videos. Uh, yeah, you guys are on, you guys are on YouTube now, right? We're on YouTube. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify. If you guys want to follow me, it's Charlie CMS seven, um, on Twitter. I am not going to hide. I'm not going to be wearing my seatbelt when I offer my opinions. I'm going to be full force in your effing face. But I don't think anyone would want, would want to have it any other way, as Peaceful Warrior would say. <laughs> no, we, we we love no, we love having you on. I've missed you. I, I've missed you. I've missed you. Uh, a couple quick updates on the Arnado trade. Do it. Let's hear it okay. real quick to end it. So this is from Ken Rosenthal. There's two tweets. Names possibly going to the Rockies include left-handed pitcher Austin Gomber, first baseman Lucan Baker. I said his name right, an offensive fielder or outfielder, my bad, John Torres. Return also may include right-handed pitcher Jake Wardford or right-handed pitcher Angel Roden. And then he just said this eight minutes ago, deal is unlikely to be official tonight and maybe not even be this weekend. Arenado will need to formally waive his no-trade clause and his opt-out after 2021 also must be addressed. Approvals from the MLB and union necessary as well as reporting initial treat. Well, All right, so there you go. Yeah, Nolan Arenado is going to be a Cardinal next week. So, yeah. congratulations, St. Louis. You finally got your guy. But for everybody here tonight, we got Charlie Smith, we have Matt Burnett, we have Diego Galvis, we have Zach Je- Zach Jeziero. I told you it's going to take me some time to get it. I'm your host, Alan Mahegan. Thank you for listening. I wish I could say thank you for watching, but we got to work on that YouTube video. Jared, work on that. We'll see you next time for the 36th episode. Take care, everybody.